Hey guys, this is Dan from Shifted Hockey, and welcome to another episode of Shifted Radio. Today on the show, we have two key members of the Roanoke Bantam Junior Dogs hockey team in Roanoke, Virginia. This season, this Junior Dogs team posted an overall record of 29 wins, 3 losses, 4 ties, with an incredible 16 shutout victories, 195 goals for, and 37 goals against eventually finishing nor- first in the North Division of the Carolina Hockey League and later on winning the championship of that very same league in February of this year. Shifted Hockey was fortunate enough to work with this promising group in the spring of 2017. Today on the show, we have Coach Steve Esworthy and his son, Dogs defenseman Mason. Guys, welcome to the show. Daniel, thanks for having us. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, thank you. Guys, great to hear from you. Um, how's everything going today? What's, uh, what's on the agenda today? Uh, just work, cooking dinner, studying <laughs> for some tests, and uh, hopefully watching a little Virginia Tech Hokie basketball in the AC- ACC tournament tonight. Yeah, March Madness is kicking into high gear, I guess, right? That's right. If you don't have uh, – if, if hockey, youth hockey season's over, then we'll, we'll watch a little basketball. <laughs> hey, sounds good. I'm all about cross-training and dual-sport athletes, which is good. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I know, I know uh, Mace, you're, uh, you're kicking into high gear with, uh, with lacrosse season, are you not? Yes, sir, I am. Cool. How's that been going? Uh, so far, so good. We've had one scrimmage, and then I think we have another one uh, this Friday. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so, guys, I just wanted to, uh, you know, take this time to discuss with our, some of our listeners and our, our viewers out there about um, the actual shifted process from your perspective and you know we'll get into that but let's have some uh let's have some some background information on you too uh steve why don't you tell me a bit about your uh your upbringing in in sports and how you came to be a hockey uh aficionado <laughs> <laughs> well i uh i grew up in hershey pennsylvania and okay. uh i was an august baby i won't say what year because it was a long time ago but i was an <laughs> august baby and my uh my mom and dad season ticket holders for the Hershey Bears and the American Hockey League and uh, so I was born at the end of August I went to my first professional hockey game in October of uh, of that year and my parents wow. were season ticket holders for the Bears my entire childhood and a long time after that um, I got involved uh, my dad was a football baseball basketball guy but he indulged me and let me get involved in ice hockey at a young age and so I came up through the the minor hockey system in Hershey, um, playing both um, house league and travel. And, uh, you know, just that was that was my life. I was an only child, and I was fortunate to have two parents that, just like for a lot of us, that sacrificed uh, a lot uh, in terms of their time and their money and, 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 and their effort to get me to hockey games all over the eastern United States and up into Canada. Yeah. And uh, so that, that gave me a good path. I was lucky enough to play – a few years of Division Three club hockey uh, here in, in Roanoke, Virginia, at a small college called Roanoke College. And, uh, and then my son came along, and that gave me a chance to get back into it. So it's been a, uh, it's been a lifelong love affair for sure. That's excellent. Wow, what a, what a hockey town Hershey is. I know that uh, that building, is, it gets pretty loud in that building most, most nights, I'm sure. Well, I'm not so used to the new building. I'm not so used to the Giant Center, but I can tell you that Hershey Park Arena back in the day was one of the uh, the best places to go see a hockey game. It would, the the rafters would rattle in that place. It was, <laughs> it was pro- a good time. Yeah, you were probably about as big as a skate when you first uh, first watched your, your first <laughs> game there. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, you mentioned 
you know, Mace came along and kind of renewed the the passion and gave you a, a new avenue to, to kind of, you know, be at the rink and, to, you know, talk about that. Mace, feel free to chime in with, you know, your, uh, your history in hockey thus far. Um, so I started when I was three or four, I think. Wow. And there was about seven or eight kids my age, and that was all. And I think most of us are still playing. But uh, I played mites with uh, a couple other kids, uh, came up. Squirts was the first time I really remember remember anything. Okay. But since then, it's just been every season. Nice. Every season I've played. And nice. It's been you, uh, listen, the number one thing, I'm sure your dad will, uh, will agree, the number one thing is that you're enjoying it and you're learning some uh, – some valuable life lessons along the way and you're making hopefully lifelong friends along the way as well. I know I have, I know a lot of guys and then, you know, guys and girls coming up through hockey, you know, they've made a lot of their lifelong friends, you know, they first met as teammates. So as long as you're doing the right things, you know, all, all is well. Yes. yes sir. Um, so yeah, um, let's talk about the, uh, you know, cause I've seen it firsthand, uh, these, this Roanoke uh, Junior Dogs, the Valley Youth Hockey Organization. Um, you guys run a very tight ship. Um, let's talk about the uh, the history of the program, at least the, the organization, as far as you guys know. Sure. Well, you know, actually, the professional ice hockey in the Roanoke mm-hmm. Valley, which is in southwest Virginia, is celebrating its 40th um, anniversary is that right? No, it's 50th. 50th I'm sorry, it's 50th think, anniversary yeah. this year. Uh, it started in the late 60s here in, in Roanoke. Um, and it wasn't too terribly long after pro hockey came to uh, the Valley that, of course, youth hockey uh, started to grow. And, and Valley Youth Hockey Association was founded to, to kind of address the needs of, of kids and their desire to play hockey. Um, so the, the organization has been around for, for quite a long time. Um, the truth of the matter is, like professional hockey in the Roanoke Valley and like professional hockey across the South, the, uh, our organization has kind of ebbed and flowed. Sometimes we've enjoyed really great, um, years and they've gone on for quite a while. And other times it's kind of been when there maybe was no pro hockey team here in town. Um, it's kind of, you know, fallen on hard times, you know, Mason alluded to when he started playing, I guess when he was four, um, Valley Youth Hockey was an organization we had from age four to age 18, about 70 kids playing hockey. That included our learn to play program. And essentially all we had at that point were travel teams um, at the squirt, I'm sorry, at the might squirt peewee bantam and midget levels. So you can do the math quickly (laughs) and they weren't big teams. Um, But then all those kids, we kind of cobbled together a house program. And that was, you know, I mean, that was only 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, we've, we've worked hard as an organization. We've had some very good leaders um, over the years, over the last decade, that have really prioritized the Learn to Play program, um, recognizing that there wasn't much we could do to, to grow hockey with 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, but that we had a great opportunity to grow the game at the grassroots level. And, um, you know, that, that's been a steady um, a study improvement over the years. Right now, this year, we had almost 70 kids participate, wow. learn to play. The organization as a whole uh, is right at 200 <clears throat> participants. Um, again, we have travel teams. We had two squirt travel teams. Um, we do might jamborees here in the United States. So um, 
you know, it's not a true travel program, but we have about 30 kids that are involved uh, in our might program, which those kids go to other places and play just like our travel teams do. We have a peewee travel team, a Bantam travel team, and we had a U18 travel team this year. In addition to having house programs for um, the might age group playing cross ice uh, in the American developmental mm -hmm. model, and then um, house leagues that combine the squirts and peewee age group and the Bantam and midget age groups. And so we've got really something in our program now for for anybody at any time in their youth hockey career. They, there's really something for, uh, for everyone. Um, so, you know, the organization is, is healthy. It's growing. You know, the best thing that has, has happened to Valley youth hockey in, uh, in recent times is, of course, you and your teammates come into town as part of the Southern Professional Hockey right. League's Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs right. team. Um, it's really rekindled interest in hockey. Um, and, you know, I mean, now the growth, you know, growth is, you know, essentially we can grow as, qu as quickly as we want to yeah. at this point. So it's, it's, it's great to see a renaissance of hockey here in the world. That's incredible. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm extremely honored. I know the rest of the guys feel the same way. We're, you know, just honored to be a part of, you know, the rebirth of, of hockey in, in the Valley. And it's an incredible place to play um, for those of you out there that, you know, have never been or, it's a, it's actually an incredible hockey town. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, that's incredible growth considering that the, the ice in the, the one arena in the, in the area, the ice is out for, you know, I, I would say at least four or five months a year. Is that, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, at this point, uh, up to this point, we mm -hmm. have called the, uh, the Berglund Center home. The Berglund Center is a 8,000, 8,500 seat civic yep. facility. Um, you know, they put the ice down in the middle of October and it gets picked up, uh, but traditionally has gotten picked up in February. Um, now that you guys are here and out the rail yard dogs are in town, that gets extended a little bit, but the travel, you know, the hockey season really does end in mid February right. for the kids. Um, so yeah, we've, we've, you know, one of the challenges that we've had to face head on has been the fact that, you know, we have a we have approximately a four month or four and a half month hockey season when you take away Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, Christmas time, New Year's. And then, you know, we would lose ice if the monster trucks come to town or the circus comes yeah. to town, whatever it may be. So the kids, you know, have really um, achieved a whole lot when you consider what a short season we have. There's no such thing as uh, as year round hockey where where we live. Um, now, now the, the great thing about it, um, is with the growth of hockey and the renewed interest, uh, again, you know, because of the SPHL coming to town, um, you know, we're in the process now of having a private, privately developed ice rink, um, you know, that will be ready for, um, the 2018, 2019 season, hopefully, um, with a start date of Labor Day, um, 2018. Nice. So just six yeah, months away. Yeah, moving on up. But you know what? I mean, it's not always bad. I got to be honest. Um, as a, as a kid, as a youngster growing up and even, you know, kind of partly into high school, I always made it a point to, you know, once my hockey season was done to, to be sure to get off the ice for at least, at least a two to three week span, um, as long as I could. Uh, I know a lot of my friends weren't big on that, but I really felt that, you know, and if, you know, if I have, if I'm fortunate enough to have a, a kid eventually that's a hockey player, I'm going to tell know my my son or daughter the exact same thing you know it's it, you don't want to get burnt out and, and it leaves 
you know, the way the model is set up in town here, and I'm sure in a lot of other places, a lot of small communities, it leaves a lot of room for, for cross training and for other sports, which is, you know what, it's a, it's that's, a, right. it, that's a huge fundamental aspect of young athletes is their athletic base and their, you know, they're building things that their, their physical, you know, makeup is, is driven by what they do in the off season and, you know, yeah, how they perform during the season, but also, you know, the coordination and the, uh, the, the, the skill sets that they're building away from the rink, believe it or not. And, um, you know, I, I know this, this community is big and, you know, lacrosse and soccer. Uh, what kind of, what kind of other sports are you playing besides hockey all year round, Mace? Um, now it's just lacrosse. Okay. Uh, in summer and spring, and then sometimes in the fall, cool. depending on our hockey schedule. All right. But since <clears throat> I was little, I've played basically everything from um, tennis to golf, uh, basketball, soccer. Yeah, hey. I, pretty much any, anything anything that you can think of, I've probably played hey, it once. I, I love it. I love it. I can't speak for every single player out there, but I know that a lot of the players that you know, the elite levels, they are, they, they grew up playing multiple sports. Um, I, I just always think back to stories about, you know, Wayne Gretzky being a, a you know, a very good baseball player and, and loving the game of baseball mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Michael Jordan, same thing, but also, you know, Sidney Crosby, Austin Matthews, these guys, they grew up with different sports. You know, they're, they're like I said, they're building different fundamental skills, um, balance, right. coordination, agility, um, speed, hand-eye coordination, uh, any sort of little attribute that can give them an added edge later on. Obviously, it, it's good to focus on a sport and to, to be serious about a sport that you love. And uh, to be fortunate enough to, to play professionally is, is a great thing. But I don't think that that comes without a very good athletic foundation at a young age. And I think that's that's a point that's being lost, mm-hmm. unfortunately, on a lot of young kids coming up right now because – whether it's them or, you know, their parents or their coaches, they feel like they have to squeeze every last, you know, minute of ice out of every session. And they have to be on the ice four times a week or five times a week practicing and then two or three times a week playing games. And they think that eventually it's going to make them better. And, you know, in the short term, it will. But if you're smart enough to employ, you know, patience and think about the long-term gain of multiple sport athletes, you know, once they're turning – you know, the later stages of, of high school and moving into their, hopefully what will be their professional careers and, and their peak years, um, they're going to have that much better, you know, career and then sustained careers, you know, better able to deal with, with injuries because they're, they have a broader base of, like I said, athletic attributes that, that start from the beginning. So I appreciate you guys and, and the, the way that, you know, you're handling the 12 month calendar because there's many people doing it not the wrong way, but definitely a a different way from, from the way you guys are handling it. So it's a breath of fresh air to me. And I I appreciate that. Uh, Well, we think, you know, I mean, it's one of the things that we, we try to try to coach our kids on consistently is, you know, it's, you got to be well-rounded in all aspects of your life. And certainly that applies to, to their athletic careers at this point, but you know what, we want kids that, you know, are, are well-rounded students and that are prepared, you know, that have the life skills to go and apply for a summer job and, you know, want to find that path, whether it's college or trade school or going right to work or going to the military, whatever it may be. We want them to have, you know, 
all the tools that it takes to be successful in whatever their endeavors are, whether that's sports or God knows the most important stuff that happens outside. Exactly. Of, you know, the, the field of competition. Exactly. That's a, a very modern approach to, to it. And I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. Mace, you're a, you're a lucky guy, believe me. And you know, my, my parents were, were no different. They definitely gave my brother and I every single opportunity to get into whatever it was that we were getting into, as long as it was uh, a positive, um, whatever sport or whatever activity in school that we wanted to get into, they were, they were all for it. And, they, you know, I, I think deep down my dad was, was ahead of the curve, to be honest. I think that he uh, was well aware of the <laughs> fact that it was going to eventually make us a little bit better hockey players. You know, he was seeing all these, the guys in, in back in the day, um, the playing soccer, playing baseball and, and lacrosse and those kind of guys. So he made sure that we were well-rounded as well. Um, so yeah, as I, as I alluded to <laughs> before, um, you know, we at Shifted Hockey were fortunate enough to, to come across you guys and, and work with your your junior dogs team uh probably about i would get i would say almost a year ago now if that's yeah that's right that's right. um yeah that's yeah exactly so right. uh yeah like obviously i was i was playing in town so that's how we kind of uh met up and got acquainted but um the actual process of you guys signing on to uh to to shift at hockey's program Tell me a little bit about that and your your experience on your end of, of things. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, there's a couple of things that probably inform why, how we got so interested in, in the services that Shifted Hockey can yep. provide. Um, you know, so just as background, you know, I mean, essentially the vast majority of these kids um, that are on, on the current Junior Dogs team, myself and my three assistant coaches, we've coached these kids pretty much – their since entire we career since they, yeah, since they were right. four or five, so 10 years. Um, so they've really only ever known us. So that, that's important. Um, you know, the other thing is, you know, not that, that my hockey background was any great shakes, um, but the guys that coach with me, you know, we don't bring to the table a particularly high level of, of hockey knowledge. I mean, we put in the time we are, you know, we're prepared for practice. We have a great practice plan. We, um, we probably work almost too much on basic skill acquisition and just trying to get these kids to major in the mm -hmm. minors, to do the, the little things that make you a better hockey player, um, and don't do a lot of the, the bigger picture things. And, you know, part of that is the contact that we have with the kids. We just don't have that much. Um, so, you know, when, when you and I started talking about, you know, the services that were available, and, you know, I know with, you know, you know, I mean, the guys that I coach with are all busy professionals. We have a president of a construction company. We have a, a chief of the emergency room at the hospital here in yep. town. You know, I travel a lot for work. We don't have much extra time. I mean, we give the kids everything we've right. got. And, um, and so this was an opportunity for me to accomplish a couple of things. Our partnership with, with shifted hockey was an opportunity to, to do a couple of things. One was, um, I'm a big believer in, and, and, you know, you've been very generous in giving your time to come to our practices uh, when, when the dog's schedule allows you to be in town. But I, I think there's a huge value in having an authoritative guest voice um, as it relates yeah. to these kids. I think that makes it, it really, 
it carries so much weight with them. And, you know, knowing that you and Mike and the interested team have, um, you know, just a, a, a huge storehouse of experience, you know, whether it's professional hockey or college hockey or Canadian juniors or Olympics, um, you know, you you bring that to the table and our kids have zero access to that here in the Roanoke Valley. So that was important to me. Um, And again, related to the amount of time we have, we don't have, you know, we're lucky to get every one of our kids games videotaped and occasionally I'll get to sit down and watch a period here or a period there. But we do not have the bandwidth nor, frankly, the expertise to go in and break down the game film and give these kids guidance on the, on the small little things in their game that if they just had a slightly different approach could take their game to the next level. And so our partnership with, with Shifted, in my opinion, benefited the kids by – giving them those resources that they would never have. And, you know, my, my impression from talking to the the players on the team and um, seeing what they did over the course of the relationship was shifted. Um, they took that stuff to heart. I mean, they studied closely the, the, you know, you did the, the game analysis of, um, you know, t- took a game that they played and broke down every shift they were on the ice and those kids you know, watch those videos and read the reports that your your team provided. Right. Those kids took that to heart and really tried to incorporate those suggestions into everything they did. And then, of course, you know, when we were lucky enough to to get to come to Toronto um, last summer to play, yes, that's right. Um, you know, the opportunity to sit with <clears throat> with you and Mike, and you know, again, video review you know, some of what went on when I mean, we had some good games up there and we had some not very good games <laughs> yep. up there. And all part of the uh, process. And, you know, Don't worry about it. That's right. You guys were, you know, you were very helpful in that yep. regard. And, and then just, you know, you know, you got, you know, I mean, I see things, little things like, you know, you went through the post-game workout you know, or cool down with, with the players. Right. You know, I would watch them do that stuff after practice this year. They never would have done that prior to that um, experience. So, you know, I just feel like every step of the way, our relationship with Shifted Hockey benefited the players. Um, now, they had to work to, to, to reap the benefit, but, but you provided tools that we absolutely could not provide our players on our own. Well, I mean, having, having said that, I, I, listen, first of all, I really appreciate the, uh, the feedback. Um, and, uh, you know, secondly, it's, it's, it's hard. It, it definitely isn't uh, – it, it is – I strongly believe that it's a resource that is beneficial for all coaches. I mean, we've, we've worked with coaches who yeah. have, you know, professional playing experience and they're, they're telling us the same thing. We just don't have the, the time to, uh, to go through every single player's, you know, shifts every single game. It's just, it's just not a, it's not a thing that, that is doable every single week. You know, life gets in the way. There's a lot of other, you know, pre scouting video to do or whatnot. Yeah, and that's at the junior level. It's at the, the major junior level, what have you. And so it's not, it's not a very easy thing to, uh, to have done. And that's why, you know, we, we really saw the power of, of this market and, and we really wanted to, uh, to make sure that we were able to help as many people as we can. And, you know, when, when teams approach us, like the way you guys approach us and it, you could see it in the kids' eyes, you know, when they're watching, they're watching us talk and they're seeing the, the game reports and the very next game you go to analyze 
they've already fixed two or three things that you've told them from the game before when they're very coachable and that comes from the top down that comes from you know Steve and yourself and, and the rest of your staff you know you guys got a very good staff there and and the kids are eager to learn and it and it shows I mean you guys did like like you said the kids did the work they put in the work they they studied um you know if we were if shifted hockey was even able to play a very very small part of what you guys had success wise this year as a team and then you know we're extremely proud of that but it, it all stemmed from your team and your staff putting in the work and, and doing things and studying and being coachable and, and week after week improving and it, it really showed down the stretch what you guys were able to do uh, with such a young group of kids and it, it's very mature of them the way that they went through things and I'm uh, like I said I'm, I'm proud of the effort you guys put through and, and the results that you guys were able to achieve as a team you know on, on your own mostly so um well, you know, but I think you, you say that you, you, you said the most important word, which is team. And that's, um, you know, I mean, that's obviously got to be the approach that the kids take on the ice and, and getting ready for games. Right. Um, but, you know, you, that your shifted team was a valuable part of, you know, our, our coaching team um, that allowed us to, to take these kids to the next level. So, you know, we're grateful for that. And, you know, I mean, it, it really does take, um, a team effort to to have any kind of Excellent. success we appreciate that and mace um that's uh let's have you uh chime in here what did you how, how did you honestly just just you know shoot it to me straight here how did you feel about the whole shifted process you know i'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of kids out there young players that are you know trying to get a glimpse of, into what we do at shifted and what the actual process is like just kind of take us through your your end of things. How did how did you find things start to finish, buddy? So uh, at first, I was uh, like, I really took it to heart, and I would like go back to my own mm-hmm. stuff, and even things that you you guys didn't find out or that were not that bad, I would go back and fix and write down. Right. And uh, especially the things that you did write down, more the uh, the bad things and the good things. I like even though we wouldn't have the ice, I would like practice it uh, downstairs, or I would watch YouTube videos on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Or I, uh, yeah, I just try to study study it. That's great, buddy. So how how was the uh, the actual, you know, the the process itself, the actual analysis when you were able to uh, to look back at them and you know you said you said it uh, a very key point. Are you sitting in your basement? There's no ice, but you find a way, and you're you're sitting there and you're watching YouTube clips and you're finding a way to see things that you're you're trying, you're trying to find clips to emulate. And that's, that's a huge part of learning is watching the best of the best do their thing and watching yourself back is a, is a crucial part as well. But um, finding things that you know, people do better than you and uh, you know, taking your pride out of the equation and finding a way to, to better yourself and to work on small things. Um, so, you know, obviously you're, you're a defenseman. Um, some key themes with, with young defensemen that, that we've seen, you know, just in general, are, uh, you know, neutral zone gap, um, poise with the puck, things like that. What were, what were some common themes that you were seeing over the board, across the board, like with, with your games that you can remember? Either, you know, either that you did very well or areas where you, you know, that you needed to improve and eventually improved? Yeah, so... Um... One of the good things I see is that it said that I have good patience uh, throughout the game when I had the puck on my stick, uh, leading a rush or breaking mm-hmm. out. 
And then a uh, common theme I see for some things that are not so well are just um, making sure I know who my guy or, uh, guy is or being able to pick out um, pick out the more dangerous man on an odd man Excellent. rush. Yeah, that's very it's, – it's all – you know, it's all schematic, and it's all. Uh, although it's a five-on-five game for the most part with two goalies, it's it's very much a game of a small area one-on-one and two-on-one and two-on-two battles, um, and that's a big, big part of what we do because it's it's something that we've as as professional athletes in any in any sport really. It's all it all it always comes down to winning your one-on-one battles over the course of a game. Um, and that's something that, sure. you know, coaches instilled in us, my, my parents, my older brother, my, our, you know, our, our coaches and mentors, um, teachers even that would watch games. Um, they always instilled that in us from a very young age, you know, extended family members. I have a lot of them who, uh, who actually <laughs> know a lot about hockey and I was able to, to grow up in it and, and to learn a lot from at the dinner table, which is a huge bonus for, for me. And so, um, a big part of why we do what we do at Shits Hockey, just so you guys know, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with it already, but for for kids that don't have access to that sort of knowledge and aren't fortunate enough to, to grow up in a family or, or in a household or in a community that is so, you know, high-octane hockey, um, there's, there's lots of kids that are, like yourself, Mace, that are eager to learn, that are just, you know, they're just ready to to be coachable and as soon as you tell them to do something, you know, they're, they're going to do it and they're going to work as hard as they can. At it. And that's, that is f- first and foremost, that's a, a skill that's going to take you further than any other skill in life in general, in any sport and any Avenue you choose to, to go through. Um, that's going to take you the furthest. Um, you don't even, you can't even imagine um, how great of a, of an attribute that is for a potential boss or coach. Um, but, you know, just, for kids that, that don't have access to, to the, uh, the brain power, I guess, but it's not, it's not so much the brain power, it's just, just the experience really. Um, for the kids that don't have access to it, you know, we'd love to, to empower those kids through knowledge. And that's actually our slogan is empower through knowledge. And that's exactly why we, we made that our slogan is because for instances like the ones you guys were just alluding to, it's just a matter of, Hey, this is what you're doing. This is the good stuff. This is the, the areas to improve. Let's go for it. Let's work as hard as we can at it and let's make something of it. And let's eventually get to know a little bit more about ourselves at the end of the day, which I hope you guys, I hope you guys did. Well, that was one of the things that I really appreciated, you know, with, and not everybody, I didn't see everybody's report, but the reports that were shared with me that shifted created on each of the players. Um, you know, I, I didn't make it mandatory that they shared it. They could if they wanted to. But one of the things that was a consistent theme that I thought, you know, it speaks to your, your like you say, your, 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 your company's motto of empowering through knowledge. You, you, your group consistently um, gave the, the players permission to be who they were. Um, you know, it, it wasn't about a cook, creating a cookie cutter left wing or a cookie cutter defenseman. It was about these are your, you know, these are your strengths. These are things you need to work on. You know, these are observations of what, how you perform on the ice, and these are the recommendations we make. But you weren't trying to recreate a player. Right. You were, you know, you were accepting them for what, where their game is and who they are when they're playing and giving them tools that they could use to improve as that player. And I think that's, I mean, that's, that's hugely, um, you know, giving those kids a permission 
to do that is, is, is just a huge positive for them. It makes them feel good about what they're doing. It makes them feel validated. Right. And that's such a powerful thing, especially in, you know, the year 2018, people just want to be themselves and they want to, they want to, uh, they want permission to, to be themselves. And if they're not getting it, they're just going to do it anyways. Um, and it's, it's important and for anyone in any walk of life, I'm sure, you know, Steve, you can agree. It's important to know exactly who you are and, and where you're headed as a person. Um, to have an identity to work towards in a positive direction every single day. Um, you know, you're, you're constantly going to be setting goals and you're constantly looking to be, you know, to better yourself and to work towards maybe someone that you're aspiring to be or, or a certain mindset you're, you're working to achieve or attain. But at the core of it all is an identity that you've built for yourself or an, an ideal Absolutely. identity that you're building for yourself that you're working towards every single day. And the quicker I think, the quicker I think, uh, sorry, the quicker that you can find your identity as a player in this case, because we're talking about, you know, hockey players and young athletes, the quicker you can find your identity on a team, you know, the, 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 the better off you'll be, I think, because you're going to be working towards your identity every single day while rounding out the rest of your skills and, making sure that you're keeping yourself, you know, creative. And I, I, I don't mean to pigeonhole any player. I don't, I don't think that that's important. I think it's important for kids to feel as though they can do anything. But at the end of the day, you know, they're, they are, they are made to be exactly who they're made to be. And the quicker that they can find out who they are and feel comfortable and confident in that mold the better that that's how that's how i've always felt Absolutely. about it so yeah no question yeah. no question um yes yeah, so, i mean is there any you guys have i'm sure you guys have met any sort of questions for for me on my end or for the the program or you know the just the life in general i mean i know this is a, a public chat but i mean you guys are <laughs> I, i'd like to to give a, a first-hand look to our our listeners out there just about the the shifted process. I think we've done a pretty good job of that so far. I mean, I, I mean, I will say this: I am enjoying the uh, the weather thus far. I know there's going to be some some winter weather, some winter <laughs> weather coming our way in the next few days here. But um, <laughs> right about the time, yeah, the no, that that sounds great to me. I get on the bus and and uh, sleep for the night and wake up in a different city. That's the one of the best feelings there is. <laughs> I know people don't uh, fully understand the life of you know, professional, professional athlete, but, um, it, it, it's as great as you make it. Um, and I think that's true at, at the high school level, at the minor hockey level, at the professional level, at the collegiate level, any level it's, it, it is on a day-to-day -day basis. It's as fun as you make it. And if you're finding ways to enjoy all the little niceties that come along with it, then, you know, all the power to you. That's right. I mean, it. You know, I can tell you, I've, I've worked for a living since I got out of grad school, and it beats working, for a living, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's work. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it. it oh, it it's, is. It's no it's play. It's. Uh, I think yeah. if, if in, in any regard, if you can find ways, like I said, to to make play out of your day, then some people don't have that luxury. Um, and so, as long as I do, I'm going to make sure that every day that I'm waking up and I'm I'm thankful and grateful for the opportunity, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it for sure. <laughs> well, and the important thing for, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're huge fans of, of, of you yep. and your teammates and, and, you know, what you, what you do week in and week out, but more importantly, you know, I mean, you, you and 
every single one of your teammates that we've met um, are, are just great human beings. I mean, they're, they're generally, genuinely good people who, um, you know, are interested in, you know, who, who have adopted the community that they live in, who are interested in, you know, the youth hockey program and want to help that succeed. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think it's great, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if you've, you've heard the story, but we took our might, uh, our U8 team, their, their coaches took them up to, um, to Washington and they did the mites on ice um, between periods of a, I think it was a Washington Capitals Pittsburgh oh, Penguins game. And, um, you know, they got out there and, and one of the kids made a great play and ended up being the might of the game. And they get to do, they do a big <laughs> interview right there at the, you know, at the, at the arena uh, on the jumbotron. And, you know, the, 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 the woman that was doing the interview put the microphone in the, the kid's face. And, uh, and he said, uh, you know, so, you know, because I think they're playing the Penguins. So it was like, you know, who's your favorite team? And, you know, the kid looked dead in the camera and he said, the Roma Grillyard <laughs> Dogs. And uh, <laughs> she's like, who? Um, but, you know, that, that kid, I mean, and then they ask, you know, who his favorite player was. And I, I honestly can't remember, but it was Rona Grillyard Dog. It wasn't Alex Ovechkin and it wasn't Sidney Crosby. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's the impact that, that you guys are having on the community. But more importantly, you know, somebody like you that takes time to, you know, I mean, to come to house league games and stand behind the bench and coach the kids, um, you know, and to, you know, talk to them when you, when you walk past them in the hallway at the, at the arena, um, you know, you're, you're making a real positive change, you know, in their lives. And then, you know, when, when we, when we partner with, with shifted, um, you know, it takes it even to the next level and you start making a real positive impact on you know on their experiences as a as a youth hockey player and that just to me that that means a lot i, I really appreciate you saying that that means uh it means a lot to me too that's a like i said it's a huge honor to have a platform at any point that you know you can reach out to to the youngsters and, and you know help them feel more confident about themselves and give them something to you know to feel good about um and hopefully something within themselves that they're feeling good about and it all stems from, you know, my upbringing, like I said, uh, I was, you know, I was raised as a, you know, not, not, not a privileged kid, but I definitely had my fair share of, of good bounces. And uh, a big part of my upbringing was, you know, eventually every once in a while, my, my dad or my uncle or somebody, my brother would take us down, take us downtown to, to watch the Leafs, even just a practice or, you know, morning skate or something, or if we're lucky enough to get to a game once every I don't know, once or twice a year or something, whatever it was, you know, for the, the actual, you know, the, the benefit of that and the, the, the fact that my parents had to, you know, to, to work so hard just for us to go to a game or to, to play hockey each and every single year, because it's a very right. expensive sport, you know? And, you know, my, my, my parents are for sure my heroes, but when I was a kid, you know, I didn't realize that yet just yet. And my heroes were, you know, the NHL hockey players in, in town, you know, Matt Sundin and Doug Gilmore and, <laughs> and right. uh you know nick kiprios i was fortunate enough to meet nick kiprios at one time and just the, the way these guys are so down to earth when you meet them and you know they're they're worth millions of dollars and they have you know mil tens of millions of people you know watching them you know on any given night on uh, tv all over the the world pretty much but especially north america and um you know the fact that they can you know stop and, and sign a little sign a picture for a little kid with uh pretty big head and uh you know just just take take you know one or two minutes to 
to, to make my day as a kid. And that, that has stuck with me forever, um, you know, my whole life. So if I have a platform to do that, and I'm sure many professional athletes out there feel the same way, um, if they have the chance to, to have a platform to be able to reach out to the, the next generation, then by all means, we're going to take full advantage of that and, and look to do it in a, in a positive way. So I'm glad that you guys felt that you were respected and, and you guys learned from, from the process and how everything worked. And you know, I'm, I'm glad it went well because obviously the, the proof is in the pudding, right? You guys had a great season um, on your own merit. You guys did a lot of great work and worked really hard as a team and came together at the right time. And uh, as I alluded to before, we were, we were just, at Shittitake, we were just extremely fortunate and uh and proud to be even even a very small part of what you guys uh you know accomplished as a team this year and we're we really appreciate appreciate you guys you know looking for us and also you know steve and mace for being on the show today really appreciate you guys and um yeah we uh, eventually we'll we'll talk down the road okay guys thank you very much again like i said for being on the show and uh, we'll talk at a later date. Guys, Till next time. Thank you. Hey, guys. Feel free to leave us a rating on iTunes. and Let us know what you thought of today's episode of Shifted Radio. Your feedback is always welcome as we are constantly learning and experiencing new things in order to bring you the most relevant and recent information. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.